Hello everyone, this is Matthew with TFR yet again with another brief message. It's Thanksgiving, yeah! It's that time of the year where you and your significant other go to a relative's house that you haven't seen or spoken to all year long just so you can sit around a table and, I don't know, praise the Plymouth Rock Incarnate or Dead Bird. However you want to look at it. Up to you. I don't judge. This is my favorite holiday according to Josh and Brady, but I know they just want to poke fun at me and call me fat, which if you want any more of that, you can just take the duration of the longest TFR episode we have, divided by how many inhales I take on said episode, and solve for X just how long precisely it'll take my lungs to collapse. But back to my original point. It's Thanksgiving. The season, the time where we give thanks. And we just want to give thanks yet again to all of you out there. Whether you listened to episodes, whether you liked our Facebook posts, whether you sent us emails, whether you told friends and family, we don't care. We really appreciate everything that you've done. And so we do understand that everybody wants 2020 to just ease up a little bit for them. So if you're going to go visit friends and family for Thanksgiving, just do it safely. Do it responsibly. You can still have a great time, I promise. And so that brings me to my last point. Me, Brady, Josh, we have our own friends and family we would like to go see. So with that, we decided to cut our workload in half this week and not do a TFR news episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop screaming. Stop booing. Just shut the fuck up. Save it for the hate emails, all right? We get it. So I won't keep you here any longer. I'll let you go ahead and listen to the episode. Just make the best of your time this week, and you will hear from us again soon. And, uh... Off, off the record, if anyone has any leftovers and they want to send it to us, send it to P.O. Box. Welcome. Here, you will hear stories of the unknown. Tales of the twisted and terrible that have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent. Riddles. Secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is the farthest reaches. I'm, I'm fucking spitting out pearls here, man. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. There, there oh, you yeah. go. There you go. There's the open. Oh, good hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spitting out pearls. <laughs> so your mind would go to, you sick bastard. I don't know, Brady. How about that Bengals game, though? <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> I hate everything. I immediately. He was just a boy. <laughs> okay. He, he literally texted me. What, hold on. What did you text me, Josh? Uh, oh, God. Oh, this was this was some good shit here. Uh, let's see. Josh Awat. <laughs> is that what my name is in your phone? He didn't do anything, man. We called his whole life ahead of him. We Carson Palmered him so hard. Oh, we did. He goes, well, dot dot dot. Brady is probably hating life, <laughs> dude. <laughs> me and some of my buddies were on Discord watching that game together and everything. And just when that happened, we were all fucking dead silent, dude. And then the next thing, somebody's my buddy Brian's like, I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as like they camera panned back to Bro and he's just, laying there. Ah! I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, this ain't good. And then when the new, like, it cuts the commercial and they come back, the new, yeah, the sportscasters are like, yeah, we're not going to replay the video, but it's pretty graphic. We're like, oh, fuck. If you could tell by my next test, next text where it just says Bengals losing, I knew exactly what it was as soon as he texted me. I just went to Google and was like, what's the score? 
And I saw the 29, and of course, like, like the first thing was like, Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow gets injured. fucking dies <laughs> like, on we, national television. Oh, my, oh no, Brady. Like we, had, like, we had a chance. Like, we were looking good. And, and the O-line was looking decent. Know, and then all of a yep, sudden. It was a freak play. It was yeah, a freak oh, play. Yeah. It just was. I mean. He, didn't he get hit? He got like, high low. There was yeah. three, Somebody got blocked. One of the oh, O-linemen fuck. pushed a guy low in front yep. of his knee. So I don't know if you saw the video. I did not, but I know so, exactly so, what you're talking yeah, he about. he goes low on the knee. So he gets knocked over, and then somebody's jumping on his back, and you see, so his knee's being blocked this way, so it can't, like, bend down or anything. So he it, like, literally hinges forward. Like, imagine with my finger here if the top of my hand just went at a 90-degree angle. Like, you see him hinge forward. <sighs> the opposite and I, direction and of yeah, a knee. Yeah, I heard on the radio. He, his he, knee went the opposite way any knee should go. Like, yeah. it's and I heard on the radio that it, it tore, like, everything. ACL, MCL, and also possible structural damage to his knee. Fuck. But that being said... There is one other ligament he could have torn. If he had torn all three ligaments, it would be like possible career ender. But since he only tore the two, that's this isn't give you much hope when I say. But that's it's no. the exact same injury Carson Palmer had. Yeah, not the arm one, not the one that made him a shitty passer, but the, the same knee injury. Yeah, had. so he he'll come back. Dude, he'll I be mean, fine. He'll play again. Yeah, I mean knee injuries for Bengals. You think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> the, it's his rookie year. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But yeah, knee injuries are no joke. I mean, that's what put me out of skateboarding for oh, yeah. so long. Well, fortunately, this is about Joe Burrow. This is not about uh, Josh Burrow. I'm just talking about knee injuries, wait, 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 motherfucker. Wait, wait, wait. JB, JB. Oh. What's your middle, what's your middle name again? Levi. His name, middle name's Lee. Do you want JLB? J- J- what the? Oh. Are you Joe Burrow? Holy. <laughs> actually, found the next one. Actually, <laughs> I, I think. the next one. I think you're now obligated to uh, go to whatever hospital Joe's at and give him your knee. <laughs> Be like me. I'm a match. I'm a match. <laughs> Match.com, dude. Match.com. That's Be what like, it's for. Like knee Joe, replacements. Joe, yeah. take my knee. Please take my knee. Or you could fill in. <laughs> Honestly, you probably like better how, than uh, Ryan Finley. So. I like how we just laughed. Well, didn't we uh, just laugh. promote somebody new? No. Uh, we have Ryan Allen, and then we have the other backup that's been on the team all year. Uh, or sorry, Ryan Finley. We have Brandon Allen as the other guy. I don't know if we brought somebody. I thought Honestly, I saw them. I, I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, they need to bring in another quarterback. I'm like, dude, why would we even try to win games this year? Like, we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're like, oh, you, you like one, one of the things I keep hearing is like, oh, I should bring in Colin Kaepernick. I'm like, okay. Like, then we would maybe win a few games. And what the fuck would the point of that be? Well, yeah, what's our record stand at now? Two, seven, and one. Yeah, there. Now that yeah. one. It's like, yeah. I'd rather have a nice uh, draft pick. You know what I mean? I'd rather have, like, get Joe an offensive lineman so he doesn't fucking bend 90 degrees the wrong way at the knee. <laughs> That's oh, my thought, fuck. at least. Yeah, you know, we needed we need just a whole new O-line. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, I, the, Sports Illustrated, which, oh, yeah, Sports Illustrated, you know, whatever. I don't really... Think they're the best journalists when it comes to sports, but that being you just said, look at the babes. they released a news article today. Ooh. Apparently, there's like a really super toxic uh, culture in the Bengals organization right now. The positional oh, no. coaches, the positional coaches are apparently total fucking assholes. No, mm-hmm. and and it's funny because you have the head coach Zach Taylor coming out in a press conference because like after Joe got hurt, the entire team's like. You can just tell completely fucking oh, yeah. demoralized, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And they asked Zach Taylor, he's like, do you think Joe going down really hurt the morale of the team? <laughs> he's like, no, not at all. We, we, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> apparently some of the players were watching it and being like, he's so full of shit, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> everybody knows the season's over. There's nothing now. At least the fun no, part was like, oh, all. well, at least I can watch Joe play really well and say, oh, maybe next year we'll get him good stuff. He can take the next step. Instead, it's like, oh, we just suck and there's not, I've seen the Ryan Finley show. There's nothing to watch. Our new sports podcast. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to the longest yard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe Burrow, right. the yeah, human let's... protractor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I Poor felt guy. Cool, I, I did I, I did feel it was 
you know, important to talk about since we went on a uh, Joe Burrow tirade on the last episode. Oh, God. So. <laughs> okay. Well, the next time we'll be talking about him is hopefully when he recovers, which when he hopefully wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> anyway. For the next four years straight. Listen, if the Bengals, e- if the Bengals ever get a For Super another Bowl. another team. I'm going to tattoo that like on yeah, my exactly. fucking chest. I will get a Bengals tattoo if they win a Super Absolutely. Bowl. Absolutely. God, you're like those tattoo, people that right? have tattoos of their own names. Well, you don't. <laughs> Looks like I'm no. never taking my shirt off around yeah. you. Don't worry, Josh. Not, I have your, I have your who, name who tattooed said, on my chest. <laughs> who said it was on your chest or That's your back? Impressive. Look, Brady. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I actually just have Brady's name shaved in my chest. Uh, if I had enough chest hair, I'd. <laughs> well, you can take his clippings now if you want. Yeah, can I, can I take it? Kind of like that episode of South Park with uh, Scott Tinnerman's pubes. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of hairy beasts, uh, what are we talking Sponsored about today? Sponsored by Harry's. No. There you go. Oh, wait. Affordable Dude, We razors. didn't even do our intro. Fuck, yeah. what podcast is this? Yeah, cut out the middleman. Hello, and welcome, everybody, <laughs> to The Farthest Reaches. My name is yeah, Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm joined here to my right by Joe Burrow. Hi. <laughs> by my knee hurts. And to my left by Joe Burrow. <laughs> no. Don't associate with me. Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm Matt. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. Matt, Matt Stafford? No. Eh. He's got an it's injury okay. a lot, too. It's yeah. okay. He's all right. I agree. Okay. Anyway. Hey. They're probably playing on Thanksgiving, aren't they? Like every year. Yeah. Yeah. Against who? Texans. Ah. Yeah. Ooh, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Probably the Texans. Probably Texans? Probably I don't know. the Texans. Mm, how about that? Probably. Yeah. And what are we talking about? What day they're going to play? And who, who are we talking about that's playing? It's a football team. And they're going to be playing on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving. which is now. Ooh. Now. Ooh, wait, wait, right now? Right now. Josh, get the turkey out of the oven. Oh, get fuck. the turkey out of the oven, dude. Get the oven oh, bird. Anyway, uh, before we <laughs> hop into yeah. everything at all, uh, or everything. Here Wait, so I should today. get my hand out of the turkey's ass? Hmm. What if the turkey's hand's in your ass? Yeah. What if the turkey's inside your ass? What if it's inside your... Did I your, just get stuffed? Your hands. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> oh, stuffing. No. Get stuffing. Uh, stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah. Stuffing. Anyway, as I said, anyway, Matt, what are we talking about? Food. Harry Beast. Oh, it's good. Oh, before, oh, oh, before we get into anything... Holy shit. Go leave us a review on iTunes. There's nothing new, but go ahead and give us five yes. stars. Give us whatever. Uh, go subscribe on Spotify. fucking review. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, oh, before that, we God. have social media on Facebook. Farthest Reaches. We also have a Facebook group. Super easy to get into. Answer a couple yep. questions. We're also on Twitter at TFRPod. Official. Right? And now TikTok, actually. And, uh, we're on TikTok. Okay, we're on TikTok, too. Just kidding. Oh, I was we're gonna, not on I was TikTok. Gonna, uh-huh, I was going to leave that to you, though. I, whatever. You, you want to download the app? Matt, uh, did you, uh, <laughs> speaking of our Facebook group, Matt, didn't you make a thing that you want to try I to did. get 50 people in the group? Yes, I did. I made a post about trying to get 50 members by the end of this year, which is, what, another about a little less than a month and a half from yeah. now. And I also made another post that said, hi. Did you see my so, post? If we get 50 members... Oh, I did, and I meant to respond to that, because I'm not happy. <laughs> what, what, what did Why I not? miss? No, 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 no. What did I miss? No, Don't no, worry no, about no. it. No, no, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know how, like, people, like, burn sage to, like, yeah, ward off yeah, demons yeah. and shit? It well, was the greatest video I think I've ever <laughs> oh, seen. God. There's a video of this guy. I forget what, like, what the caption is, but it was, like, I'm warding off evil spirits or whatever, and he's walking out the steaming fucking coin doll. <laughs> And I was like, this is what Matt does when he wards off demons. Except he's taking bites out of every other stuff. Oh, it's got a bite out of it. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> and I was looking at it as I was trying to fall asleep, and I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to make man, a I joke really... about this in a few hours when I wake up. And I forgot. No, he's staring at it. He's like, man, I really want a fucking corn dog. <laughs> hey, they're in there. Oh, no, not corn dogs. The better ones. The ones that have sausage in them. Yeah. 
That's not better. Um, yes, it is. We're also on the Instagram. The pancake ones? Hey, yeah, yeah. hey I'm not through with you. <laughs> we are also, please send us an email with any stories you may have, any love mail, hate mail, feed pics yeah. to the How farthest reaches podcast at gmail.com. Okay, cool. We got everything out of the way. How what? about this? Email us. Which one's better? Your regular corn dog or the ones that are like pancake batter and sausage? Yeah, let me know if you're uh, right or you're incorrect. <laughs> Matt, it's okay. Food to you, nothing's incorrect except for popcorn. Yeah, I don't give a fuck for popcorn. You don't like popcorn? Nope. Dude, you know what I had before I came here? Let me Big guess. Big old bowl of popcorn. Oh That's my god, lame. No, really? With, little, with some cheese powder on it. Super me tasty, and Cassandra man. had some too. It's three against one here, boss. Oh my gosh, you got synchronicity. Matt, you should just fuck. Will you? Will you, will you concede? No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. Fuck no <laughs> I'm sorry. Popcorn fucking sucks. I can't do it. Oh god. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that goes to the movie theater and just gets a fucking bag of Twizzlers. That's all I do. What an animal. Yes, literally, right, I am an animal. Matt, what are we like talking you about should be today? put down. <laughs> Jeez. Like, anyway. the, like the animal in this story? Did you look the story up at all, Brady? I left you to do the core amount oh, of research. Okay. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah, what, what'd we're, you find? We're talking about the... Uh, the beast the of beast. Jevaldon. Uh, of Jevaldon, yeah, of course. Yep. The, you just what'd turned you, into um, the fucking Lumiere. Be our guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. We... Uh, yeah, so, um, yep. it was this thing. It was. <laughs> what it looked like? Like a beast. Okay. Um, like the roller coaster? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. A giant that's, wooden roller coaster reference. just rolling yeah. through France. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. actually, that's what the ride was based on. Ah, it was based yeah. on this incident. Yeah. And, and, and then, you Where know, does this take place? Uh, Wales? Yes. Yeah. Oh, am I actually right? Yes, you I are. Totally Good job. <laughs> um, um, about what time? Like what? No. 8.37 p.m. No. Oh, sorry. Century, no. Oh, um, era. I mean, you want to give era? me anything like uh, 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 Cambrian, Cambrian explosion, <laughs> Toyota Camry. <laughs> oh my God, is a Toyota thon still going on? Oh my God, I think it's always going on. Oh uh, no, it's like a giant wolf thrower, right? Yes. Yeah. Basically, a giant wolf. Sorry, hold on. Place giant, in... giant, giant wolf thing. Uh, wolf or a hyena? Because could be a, could be a hyena, but it took place in France. Also, it wasn't Wales. No. Why'd you lie to me? Why wouldn't I lie to you? That's a fair statement. Yes, my whole <laughs> life's a lie. So what's one more? You said Wales, and Matt just felt really. You, you just know, rolled. Safe. You were really convincing. You were like, yeah. "Thank you." Yeah. I tried. You're a great I'm liar. Got, I'm got, oh, thanks. You manipulated. It, it, it makes you wonder <laughs> what else. <laughs> okay, so we're all about the class around here. <sighs> the beast of Gévaudan. Stop laughing. Okay. How do you actually say it? I. It's Gévaudan. It's G. -E okay, say it the fun way again. Gévaudan. I'll say it the boring way again. Gévaudan. I'll say it backwards. None of a guy. I think no. we just summoned a demon over there yeah, in the yeah, corner. It's a, it's a big ass fucking wolf, possibly. Wolf. Right? <sighs> yes. Uh, so or a werewolf. Or, or a werewolf. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, so or basically. Killer wearing a fucking fursuit. Let's get into this. Yeah. Yeah. Killer furries. 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 Oh, Killer fuck. furries. Very well could be. French. Killer furries. Killer furries. They're, they're, they're much more deadly. Qu'est-ce que c'est? He wore fill-itting. Ill-fitting suits. Fill-itting. Yeah. Fill-itting. 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 What are we fucking doing here? Word association. So, the beast of Gévaudan. 
Javaron. <laughs> I'm going to do that every time it's said. Josh, uh, you have to do it too. Javaron. All right, hold on. Everybody do uh, it. How about this? How about, how about this? Time? We will all do it at the same time every time I have to say it, and I will give a nice little like pause and like, but you guys know okay, we do okay, it. Okay, okay, let's try right now. All right, one. On the count of on the three. Count of three. Okay, one, two, three. Javaron. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, I got it. One, two, three. Jab. Jab. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> we'll get right, it down. Right, right, one. Jab. Oh. Okay, <laughs> uh, six. Jab. No? Go. Okay. Okay, one, two, three, go. On go. One, two, three. Go. Jab. Oh, I thought we said go. Fucking Christ. No, this <laughs> is a monopoly. This is a monopoly, dude. Come on, fuck. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> so this story yep. is Jab. basically <laughs> about a killer beast. Get it? Yes. And it happened throughout France. These poor, innocent souls. Now they're French. They're poor, innocent souls. Whoa! Oh, my God! Hot take. Right off the bat. No, you guys... Okay, don't do this to me. Before we had the mics on, before we were recording, you were talking so much shit about French people. No, I was not. You Matt haven't said, mistaken. those escargot-eating fucks. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was How Saskatchewan. It was Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, Saskatchewan. That's what he says. That's fair. Nah, I don't believe him. No? No. I mean, I've lied more. and got you before. How come I can't get you now? He hates French Canadians more. Anyway, back. <laughs> like we haven't even talked about anything yet. I'm so sorry. Anyway, back to my story. Back Let's get it. into this. Okay. Yeah. So, this starts in the summer of 1764, and it lasts until 1767. So, about three years. All right. Those three years would turn the landscape into the set of basically an 80s slasher film. Ooh. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. This was one year after the Seven Years' War. So France had just come off this incredible amount of political turmoil and savagery, basically. Now tell me how Count of Saint-Germain ties into this, then. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I tried my damnedest to try and find a link with Count of Saint-Germain in this, but I couldn't. That's that's the closest link you got. Seven Years' War. But before you tell me anything, I'm just going to say that the Count of Saint-Germain is this beast dressed up in a... You know, he is the beast. That's what maybe it is. maybe alchemy can make him. You know, transform his. Uh, that's shape shift. What it is. There we go. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. on. So life, of course, would not be the same after that for most people. Uh, normalcy was expected by some and sought after by others, but not for the residents of. Javadon. The fuck, Brady? God, <laughs> damn it! So, Javadon. There we go. Is an isolated province in the Marjorie Mountains in southern. Oh. I didn't I didn't do the hand thing, boy. Spanning fifty-six by fifty miles. So it's almost as big as you. <laughs> oh we heard you walking around upstairs. It was very loud. <laughs> There's dust busting out of your ceiling and shit. Okay, so yes. was on the Ooh, edge. that was a really good one. It was. was. Yeah, when you actually cooperate, it's pretty nice. <laughs> no, thank you. So it was on the edge Never of the wilderness. Me again. It was basically, you know, country folk. In a weird way, it was kind of looked down by the aristocracy. Uh, it's very, very remote. Oh, yes, the forest people. Oh, they're quite <laughs> little lifestyle. It's the forest people. Oh, churn some butter for me, forest people. Look at their quaint little way of oh. life. <laughs> oh, no, don't get to get attacked by a giant they, beast. They been, oh, no. no. They believe it's so meaningful. <laughs> I drink my wine. <laughs> and France. France. Show it so the terrain was very rough here. Yeah, dense forests and steep mountains basically made up the, the land. What, Brady? Where? You got, a, you got a thought? Where? Where? Yeah, 
the lay of the land was not the most fitting, and because of that, the population was uh, sparse. But the killer is elusive. <gasps> it has, in the football world, home field advantage, if you will. Ooh, ooh. So a strange and unknown creature was responsible for hundreds of attacks, injuries, and even deaths. I have commonly found uh, the statistic where there was anywhere between 70 to about 113 deaths and 49 injuries. Man, that's a that's a good kill death ratio, man. For, oh, three, yeah. for three years, that dude's got to have like a what, like a nuke, cause in like nuke twenty five, right? Oh yeah, man. Fuck Call of Duty references <laughs> in the house. Um, Battlefield guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's superiority. <laughs> over here. So, a 1987 study estimated there was 210 attacks total, with 98 of the 113 victims killed, uh, and they were partly eaten. And, of course, this all depends on your sources, because I find ones that are 60 to 100. I find ones that are like a, a real stagnant number, just like 84. Yeah. For example, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of up in the air, but it's generally around the same close amount. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, you got to think of the time period, too. You know, documenting wasn't... Wasn't the all, finest. Especially when you have, you know, governments that look down on people as well. These, yeah. These forest people, I agree. They just they can't keep any records. Well, yeah, and, you know, talking about some of them were eaten. I mean, some of these bodies were completely mangled. I think there, I think I read a story about, like, there was one girl who was devoured enough that they deemed she didn't have enough left to bury. Yeah. Damn. I mean, some, yeah. some of them were eaten enough to where you couldn't even tell who the hell it was. Yeah, some had, like, some had, like... Gary, is that you? <laughs> Some, oh, some no. they said they had like weird strangulations too. Like that's what really was bizarre. Like yeah, the, the, the amount creature, of like, injuries were very yeah. odd. The creature often uh, killed its victims by seemingly attacking from behind mm. and right to their throat, mm. which is actually not terribly oh. uncommon amongst animals. No, like big cats and stuff. Exactly, yeah. and uh, ultimately the French government well, got involved in order to hunt down this creature. Ooh, we're making yeah. a posse, boys. Yeah. So, let me get into the details of this story now. Mm, give me them deets. So it starts on June 30th, 1764, where a 14-year-old girl was mysteriously found dead just outside of her village. She had been slaughtered when she was tending to her sheep and cattle. When her body was discovered, she was shown to have, a, have had her heart ripped out of her chest and seemingly devoured by some sort of animal, beast creature thing it's that guy from indiana jones yeah. <laughs> this girl's name was jean bull and was the first victim to be reported we know because of a burial notice published by the local parish priest that stated that jean was killed by la bête feroce the ferocious beast Ooh. the documentation also indicated that the attacker was roaming the land weeks before what land was that jean <laughs> This may be referring to another girl, actually, before Jean, who was attacked by a strange beast, but her bulls actually charged the animal and sending it back to wherever it came from. That's pretty metal. I wish I had some, like, say, bulls? Bulls, yes. Get them. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, who knows how many technically could have been even before that. Yeah. You know, attacks of this creature. Just rip the heart out, man. I know. It's pretty, uh, yeah. It's pretty intense. So a month later... Another young girl who was mortally wounded was found to have been attacked in the same manner, and with her dying breath, she had described her attacker as a horrible beast. A horrible beast. And it's just like fucking eating her insides. Like, what? 
<laughs> like wolf, bitch. <laughs> She's like, that's rude. Or the, the, the beast's like, that's rude. Why would you say that? <laughs> he just stuck his tongue out. I was like, <laughs> nice try. I'm not a beast. I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so over the next several months in 1764, more attacks and mysterious deaths occurred near... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Often Sorry. mentioning partially eaten corpses. Now, on August 8th, a 15 year old girl was attacked and killed, and near the end of the month, a 16 year old boy was also attacked. During September, there were four more fatal attacks, and among them was the first adult, a 36 year old woman. But not all attacks were fatal. Some victims were spared the cold grass with death's hand and survived. And it was with that survival now on their side that they were able to report that it was a large, ravenous, and ferocious dog-like creature which would aim for the throat that was causing this bloodbath. Yeah, they also described that it had like a sh- pretty like specific like um, like spike down its back of fur and all that, which attributes to a lot of people's theory of it being like the... Uh, Striped hyena that escaped yeah, from like think, menagerie uh, or whatever. I think you're right. I forget which hunter it was, but I think he was the one that stated that it yeah. seemed to have almost kind of like a, a striped or spiked, excuse me, fur kind of down its back. So descriptions of the beast vary, but most agreed that it looked like an abnormally large wolf about the size of a calf. It had a, a large, big ass wolf. Yeah. It had a large dog like head, large mouthful of teeth, hind legs longer than its forelegs. A laugh-like cry, which sounds very hyena-ish. A long tail, large claws, short ears, cat-like agility, fur like a reddish-brown color with black streaks or a single streak down its back. And it would attack mostly from behind during twilight hours. And it would go for the throat, like I previously mentioned, sometimes attacking on its hind legs, supposedly. It's like a rabid kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) then after snagging a victim it would then gnaw on the throat until the victim became decapitated and then feasting on the organs fuck like you do yeah you you know you need a little snack every now and then you know what i mean you've been walking along you know especially you walk out like in the wilderness and everything and you talked about like passing by people even thought like man what if i just like like went to town you know what i mean (laughs) and just fucking took their head off and ate their organs yeah every day you know it sounds so much more Harsh it's, when you when you say it's, it's say like it those that intrusive way. Come on, thoughts. Josh, be reasonable. No, Grow it's up. Like, it's those intrusive thoughts, like when you're driving on the highway and you go, "What would happen if I just go ah?" Well, then that's fucking the, hit the that's you true. Know, hit the wheel. That's fair. That's that's true. fair because it is very bizarre how how little of a difference in hand movement you would have to make to Tough. make like something terribly tragic happen. Yeah. I have that same thoughts. Like if I move my hand like three degrees to the left right now. I make the local news and I'm like a terrible human being. <laughs> the only thing stopping that is I'm keeping my arm. Yeah. Right here. I mean, I mean, if I have the same thought when I walk by somebody that's on a ladder. I'm like, man, I could just you one could. quick, one swift I, kick of my foot. It's not like you have the urge to do it. It's no. just you have the realization yeah. that that is something that could happen. You know what I mean? Anyway, sometimes it's a pretty good feeling. I feel like we're <laughs> showing the like world, God. telling the world a little bit how well kind of psychopathy we are. No, but uh, no, I hey, think every, everyone shares it. Thoughts, everyone man. shares it. I mean, it's like when you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're like, "Oh, I could jump." Call, exactly. call the void or whatever. Void, yeah. Roof of your house. You know, whatever. I don't, whatever. I'm not often on the roof of my house. Yeah, how often are you how on, the roof on a cliff? House? I mean, I hike a lot, so. He he has this cliff that he drives to at midnight every single night, and he just looks down like tonight. Yeah. Nah, fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that was dark. Don't I, tell I, my I, secrets. I, I apologize. I mean, I sort of had a, a 
similar feeling like you guys just described the other day at work. I almost rear-ended somebody, but once I realized how stupid they were in causing me to almost rear-end them, I almost thought, what if I just floored it now? What if I just actually did rear-end them? But uh, no, I didn't. I exerted self-control like a responsible human being with a conscience. I'm proud Mm -hmm. of you. It's no fun. (laughs) (laughs) So like I said, this creature, you know, it uh, mostly attacked, if not all the time attacked, during twilight hours. That in zoology and even biology, that means the animal is crepuscular. The fuck do you call me? Which means it hunts during twilight hours. Now... And, and that's perfect what, for what hunting, it, actually. What does that mean in astrology? <laughs> in astrology? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm really fucking is, trying is here. Is Mercury in retrograde currently? It, it means you're a Libra. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that sounds like such a yeah. Libra. Sneak up behind somebody in the twilight hours and attack them. means yeah. you're a Libra, and all of McDonald's McFlurry machines will always work. Listen, if you're, if you're a Libra and you're listening to this podcast right now, you I'm need a Libra. To, you need to get the fuck out. Okay, well. Oh, so that joke's not that creative if you just add it yourself. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know if you remember this, Josh. I don't know if you've seen the movie, Brady. But Reign of Fire. Remember that at all? With the seductive Matthew McConaughey, bald with a big beard. And oh, yeah, plays Christian a badass. Bale. Yes, the plays a badass. And Christian Bale. And they fight dragons. Such yeah, he looks like he knows. Sometimes you gotta go backwards to go forwards. <laughs> Can you make your S's all? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't do it. I know, that's the one thing I, I can't know, do. Uh, well, that was fun. No, in that movie, Matthew McConaughey talks about how the dragons see fantastic during the day and actually even see better at night. But when it's twilight hours, that it fucks with their vision. And I don't know about you two, but I almost feel like I can kind of relate to that because it's like not enough light for, you know, like during a night setting for me to... Yeah, I get are, what you're saying. Are you comparing yourself to a fictional movie dragon? Are you saying you're Why a dragon, wouldn't I? Matthew? <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. My dad's a dragon, and mm. yeah, mm. in astrology. Is your mom it's a- Chinese astrology? It doesn't count. Oh, wow. Okay, fine. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> We're in America. <laughs> Damn. But it's yeah, it's not enough light. I apologize to our massive Chinese it's listener like audience. Your eyes can't adjust enough. Yeah, at least for me, I think Twilight's kind of a. I don't know, a hard time of the day to really discern what the hell's going on. Yeah. Sure. You know what? I don't know. I'll let you run with this. I don't think about it often, so I'm not 100%. But yeah. No. You know, next time I'm outside when it's that early, which I don't really wake up that early anymore. But next time I do, I'll uh, I'll look out for that. (laughs) I'm fucking sure you will. (laughs) I'll I'll be standing there like, Matt was right. (laughs) So since we're just going to make fun of me, I'm going to move on now. Animal attacks. We're not uncommon in this region. Yeah, I'd say not. I'd Especially say an- from wolves. I'd say animal wolves. attacks and just death in general were, wasn't very uncommon. Especially in this How time would you know? Did you live there? I mean, you just look at reports of like any area at this what time. What reports? Show me the reports. Where are the documents? I want Spider-Man. <laughs> I want... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I could find, <laughs> according, to off, this, according to this diagram here, um, that from the year 1400 to the year 1918, so 518 years, yeah, there was 2,566 predatory wolf attacks and 2,813 rabid wolf attacks. So there was a total of 5,379 cases in all of France. Through those 500 years? For the 518 years, yes. So France is about 13 different regions, it's 96 like different that's not bad. territories. <laughs> Who's complaining? 
about 250,000 square miles. But these are all the recorded victims. But I mean, nearly 5,400 cases of wolf attacks. And that's just reported. And that's like, just reported. That's the more important thing I would say is reported. Because yeah. once again, that only works out to about 10 a year. So to say, during that time, wolf attacks are common. They're, it's no stranger to them at all. Uh, just the region of... Uh, which had about 2,000 square miles, had 142 cases during that time frame. Jeez. And like I said, I these attacks from the beasts only occurred for three years. So what I'm saying is that three out of those 518 years were these 142 attacks. And no other year during that time frame had this occurred on such a regular basis and with such savagery. So communities immobilized. Bands of locals and concerned parents armed themselves and started to beat bushes and trees in the surrounding forest. Hell yeah! A tactic... <laughs> Get it! A tactic called Batu. It was actually used to draw out, hunt, and kill wolves. However, mass hysteria, panic, paranoia, and fear fell upon the residents of... You didn't people, do the finger thing. People... I know. People became afraid to leave their homes and travel at night for any reason because of the thought of becoming the beast's next victim. As you do. As you do. As you do. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't fucking go outside, probably. You wouldn't? You wouldn't want to join the posse of beating bushes, dude? That sounds like a blast. Well, if I did that, sure. But for any other reason, no. Communication back then was a lot different than it is now. News was much more tightly controlled and censored by the king. Newspapers and such had to be very careful what they reported on because if it made Louis, King Louis the Sixteenth, mad in any way, that asshole, he could do <laughs> obviously whatever the fuck he wanted to. Yeah, which actually led this story to being reported because it didn't seem, you know, not a big deal, just a wolf attack. But when the attacks continued and continued and continued, it truly became an oh so big deal. So around fall time. This had become such a problem that the situation caught the sight of the French government finally. And, in fact, King Louis XV himself. And sorry, I meant 15th earlier, not 16th. Y'all gonna do something about this, this wolf? <laughs> you gonna so, fix this? <laughs> a combined military and volunteer effort to kill the beast would be sent to... Jean led by Jean-Baptiste Dumel, who was a French cleric, natural philosopher, first captain of the Claremont Prince Dragoons, and the first secretary of the French Academy of Sciences. And this is, uh, like, the whole hunt for the beast is what the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf is uh, based on. Yep, and I was going to bring that up here shortly, but... Yep. Josh just had to get ahead of the album. Well, I mean, that's well, what inspired me to, like, that exactly. kind of, like, request sure. this one, just because, like, I was watching the movie, and it kind of reminded me, and I'm like, man, that'd be a fun one to cover. Well, no, I mean, it's, like, literally based off of that story. Mm -hmm. Of course, like, it, I mean, they, they definitely fictionalize it, but yeah. it's... But, God, if you guys haven't watched that movie, it's I a do. French film, but, like, it's in French. Um, oh, like, okay. There is a English... Um, oh, what's Subtitles. it called? Dub? No, there uh, is dub. an English dub, but just watch it in French with the subtitles because the dub is awkwardly bad. Atrocious. Like most, like yeah. most dubs of anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But that wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me the English dubs of Godzilla movies are bad. How <laughs> no. dare you fucking tell no. me that? But no, that great. Brotherhood good, of the Wolf good, good. has like everything you want. It's got fucking action. It's got like, there's like really badass karate scenes and shit. 
and yeah, really? it's, it's karate fun. scene. I, I haven't seen it, but yeah. I've heard people talk about it. It's including Josh now, and yeah, they're talking about so much. It's got pretty much okay. everything. It's got horror elements. They're just romance. It's visually beautiful. And it's, the creature it, at the end, I, w- I wasn't expecting to hear what that was about. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, but it's it's cool because it's made by the uh, um oh god fuck uh Jim Henson Studios. Oh really? Yep. Is it That's Kermit pretty. the Frog? Yes. Ooh, it's Big Bird. Know. It's both. You know, that makes more sense. Yeah. Why did I think of that? I'm so stupid. I'm so (laughs) stupid. Stupid. So Jean-Baptiste Dumel, he would lead 16 separate large-scale hunts for the beast from October of 1764 Mm. to March of 1765. Man, full military effort. Yeah. Dumel would organize 30,000 people at one point to hunt this thing. 30,000 people to find one Mm. animal. Yeah. One animal, that, so they like, thought. That, one animal. Let's yeah. say one animal. Yeah, say, just for the sake of the legend. Just how big of a threat this thing was to the area. So they would use tactics like dragoons on horseback, staking out near a recent killing of a victim to see if the beast would return. Dragoons followed behind townsfolk, conducting batus again. They were even leaving out poisonous bait to attract the creature. And my absolute favorite, some of the uh, the infantry, if you will, would dress up as quote-unquote peasant women, some accompanied with smaller men for peasant children. I, I, would be a, I, would be a peasant, I would be a peasant children. As if Kyle. it was like a fucking sting operation. <laughs> <laughs> no way. And some, oh my God. some of them that would dress up yeah. not as the women, or excuse me, as the women, but not the children, they would bring actual children along. That's worse. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just a peasant I'm just minding woman. my own business over here. I hope oh, no, no, the big bad wolf. Oh, I hope no wolf comes and attacks me. Oh, no. And all of a sudden, this fucking seven-foot-tall wolf that weighs, I don't know, 200 pounds just rips you to shreds. <laughs> and it, it's like, oh, my God, we didn't expect that. <laughs> guys, 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 help, 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 help. Jeremy. That's a French uh, name, right? Yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Croissant. Croissant. Fromage. You know what fromage is? Cheese. Yeah, that's right. You know what, you know what a mode is? Or a, mo- a mode is? God, you don't Ammonia. even know. Hey, okay, when I took French class and we had to pick our own names, I choose a mode. Guess what it is? It means eagle. Because I am free like an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I am brave. I am courageous. <laughs> I am elegant like an eagle. What do you got to say about that? God, you are literally speechless. Nice. I like this. This is, this is quite nice. I'm just imagining if you were an eagle, you probably wouldn't be able to fly. Yep. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'll just sit in my nest all have fucking you, day. Have you ever heard what eagles actually sound like? Dad, ah! they sound it's fucking. Like a, it's piercing, man. Dude, they like... sound dumb as fuck. I think I think they sound fucking awesome. Not no, the eagles that you hear in like movies, that's not an eagle. Oh no, you're right. That's like yeah. a fucking hawk. It, or yeah, the fucking or like red tail hawk. Yeah, but yeah. The actual eagles, like they like squawk and it's obnoxiously. That's fucking awkward. stupid. Yep. Anyway, this isn't about an eagle, but it's a fun it could little be. fact. What if it was an eagle? An eagle in wolf's, wolf's clothing. clothing. Ooh, that's Ooh. an analogy. Isn't what does it? that mean? I don't know, but that sounds no, that sounds like a pretty good analogy. Yeah, something, yeah. something with an like bravery or freedom or something like that. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, dude, I'm freaking out now. What have we done? Let's go set some fireworks off. Let's go throw some tea in a harbor. Come on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, would you guys dress up as a peasant woman? Woman to draw to wolves? what means wolves? Well, wolves near. We know that I would end up having to be one of the children. Yeah, I could see that. Don't shave. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, the wolf will know. I was gonna say, is he gonna know? He's gonna go like pop out of the bush, be like, he might be. He might. He probably run at you all, and be like, hey, that, hey, wait a minute, go out. That, wait a minute. that hey. kid's got a beard. And then he get his glasses out, looking at Matt, be like, is this Javelin? Like, what the fuck's going on here? These children are mighty. Am I in the right? Am I in the right place right now? Yeah. What the fuck is doing? Oh my god! No, I should be over there. I got, I got oh, a so business sorry. meeting at noon. I got this be is up. really embarrassing. You know, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Puts his hand on his shoulder. Oh, look, you know what? You know, if, if it makes you feel any better, nah, I, I can maybe bring back a loved one. They won't be alive, but yeah, yeah but I, I can, mean, like, I can yeah, help you out some way. You know, it's, a, it's the least I can do. I got a collection of their hearts over here. I can yeah. give you one of them. <laughs> well, they're kind of, if they look like they've been gnawed on, I mean, that's, yeah, I kind of did. That's my wife. I, I can't, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, women, I tell her, they just go on I, their I own. go in there and I tell her, don't touch these. And and, and, and I walk out of the room, next thing I know, and, and there she is. She's not. I don't like. I mean, she moves them around. I can't find them. No, you know, you, oh, just, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I know. You yeah. get what I'm, I, you know, I'm glad we understand. I'm glad I, I relate to you and you relate to me. Yes. And you know what? Yeah. What? Who's really the monster in the end? You or the people calling you one? Because oh. clearly you're not a monster. Thank you for understanding where I'm coming from. All right. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> And commence the scene. feast. There you go. The the scene. <laughs> so, during this time, by December of 1764, rumors began to circulate through the area that perhaps there was a pair of these beasts, Ooh. rather than a single one, due to the high number of attacks in such a short period of time. And okay. with multiple attacks happening around the same time, but in different areas. As the story it can goes... teleport! Oh! I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? Why the fuck not at this yeah. point? You know, either that or they're There's two of them. No. No. Like, they're like, oh, that person got killed by this animal, but oh, God, it's the beast. Uh, no, it can teleport. Uh, maybe, they're, maybe they're like in hot air balloons. <laughs> <laughs> the French made those, right? I think. I, I think don't know. Germans? <sighs> I've been. That was before Germany maybe, maybe. was a country, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, Hungary? Write to our email. Tell us who invented air, hot air balloons. <laughs> so as the story the goes. The first person to respond will give you something. A if hot air somebody, balloon. We won't give you a hot air balloon. No, no, no. I didn't specify. It could be a model. If somebody responds and tells us who invented hot air balloons in our email, we will give you something. Though. Who to the first person who does it? A drawing of a The hot French air brothers. Yeah. Wait, what? You don't get anything. The <laughs> French brothers? Yep. Were they French? They were Spanish. <laughs> yes. They created the hot air balloons in France. All right, Josh, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> For you guys to like continue ass? this podcast. All right. As <laughs> the story goes, Dumel and the Beast took on this dynamic relationship of continuously encountering each other, but the Beast always escaped. Supposedly, the Beast was shot, and even upon becoming wounded, the Beast would escape and disappear like a shadow in the night, almost seeming <clears throat> to be invincible. Yeah, like are there, you, there are. I like how you looked at Josh for what? I was waiting. I was, an uh, approval. The, yeah, like, I was right. There are reports that like people would shoot the beast, and it would seem like it just didn't bother it at all. Um, you know, people would see it swimming very well. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. hear about it swimming. So sure, that's not the movie. See, no, like there's actually reports of like people seeing it, like it seemed sure to, like, it wasn't you paddle across. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't swim, so no. Oh. Okay. Right, you can't mind. swim? No, that's, I can't. That's debunked right okay, there. Okay, well, if we're done with him, I mean, like, we can just fill up a bathtub, <laughs> toss him in it, and he won't be a fucking problem anymore. Um, so, so my thought was, yeah. you're talking about how they mobilize like 30,000 men to hunt this beast, and potentially now there's two of them, or, it's, or it can you... teleport or fly in a hot air balloon, right? Yeah, yeah. Made by the my French brothers. Thought, 
Did they make it f- specifically for the beast? The hot air balloon? Yeah. I don't know. Josh, get on. Yeah. <laughs> Find out on, on Wikipedia, Mr. Research. Um, the only other, like, active military, like, action towards animals that I can think of. Have you ever heard of the Great Emu War in Australia? Oh, my oh, God. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. They, they, I got to get ready for this. Yeah. So this, okay. this happened, I think it was, like, right before <laughs> World War II or right after World War II. It was in that area. It was, like, some, sometime, sometime between, like, the 30s and the 50s. Some, I'm glad this is what you're contributing. I really am. So, no, this is, this is hilarious, by the way, and I'll get the condensed version. There's really good oh, accounts out there on the internet about it. But basically, there was a uh, a massive amount of emus in this region of Australia, and they kept, like, destroying farms, which was really hurting the food supply that they had in Australia at the time. Of course. And so it was becoming such a big deal, and there were so damn many of them that they had to mobilize members of the army against the emus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets better. So they, they had, like, I think, like, total, like, like a dozen people or something like that on this, right? And they had like, I believe they had like a mounted gun on a jeep and a bunch of bunch of you know like they were they were armed to the gills, right? Oh my god! Because these things, the emus are fast as hell because they're like related to like velociraptors. Yeah, I was gonna I say it's they, yeah, I was gonna say. they're fast, man. They they're, haul ass. They're like one step away from having Liberty Prime over there and taking Pre- care of them. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but so they had to have like jeeps and stuff to be able to like keep up with them. Yeah. Um, I think by the time I think this conflict, this this war. <laughs> went on for like two or three years i think it's like two years oh, my god and in the span that there's like a commanding officer for it and everything too like this is super legit there's probably an entire wikipedia page on it i think through the course of this uh war they expended like twenty thousand rounds of ammunition and only managed to kill like two emus out of like this pack of 500 emus or something like that because like, apparently they're like bullet sponges too they sh- yeah. they shoot them a bunch and they just keep going so when you're talking about like how the beast got shot i'm thinking that's what made me i'm like maybe i won't bring this up but <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no i can't hold on to this because if people don't know about this it's absolutely hilarious but in the span i think they end up only killing two emus two emus they use like 10,000 plus rounds of ammunition. And I think like one of the soldiers somehow got injured or something like that too. Oh, so for I think, the love of God. I think somehow it worked out that there almost being more casualties on the Australian side. Could you imagine him side. getting a purple heart or whatever the hell is it, the equivalent <laughs> over there for that? The so, great emu war. You know, uh, just, just keep in mind, and I don't know how this story ends, but keep in mind that the Australians lost a war to emus because they just gave up. There was just a point where they said, well, fuck it. We can't, we can't do anything about this. And they just gave up. Man, the end. <laughs> so, God, <laughs> the uh, what year did this take place, Matt? Seventeen. The, the beast of sixty-four Jib- to seventeen sixty-seven. Right? Yes. Oh. Okay, never mind. I was hoping it'd be like the seventeen eighties. It was like, be like when were animal crackers invented? <laughs> no, I was, I was gonna say if it was the seventeen eighties, then they may have created the hot air balloon for that because it was in the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> well, hold on, they made the prototype. This is getting fucking creepy. They to made me. the prototype for it. Matt, That's it's what synchronicities. It was. Synchronicities. You might hate it, but it happens. Yeah. Every episode. Every time. Anyway, okay. let's get back to the uh, can story. We, can we hey, switch you know the synchronicity to like, I don't know, similarity or like no. same thingily hey, or something? you know what my or... favorite uh, police album is? God damn it. Synchronicity too. The police. Do I look like I listen to the police? I'll ride in SOS to I hate that song. I fucking love that song. I hate that song. I don't mind Roxanne. Roxanne. Sorry. <laughs> this, is a, this is a concert. <laughs> so, on January 12th, 1765, a young boy named Jacques Portefey and six of his friends were attacked while tending to a herd of cattle. They had sticks with knives attached to the end. Sounds reasonable for, you know, I think that's some, called a, uh, some spear. Youngins. 
They defended themselves, but were unable to pierce the creature. This story made it all the way to King Louis XV, and so he rewarded Jacques with the- 3,000 livres, which is about 3,025 U.S. dollars. He gave another 3,000 livres to split amongst Jacques's friends. So Jacques gets 3,000. Then his six other friends get to split 3,000. And then King Louis decides, you know what? I will pay to have you educated. And then that's when he decided to finally sponsor an official hunt with state finances. Does this guy grow up to be Napoleon? I have no idea. (laughs) But I think it's kind of dickish just to take Jacques Portefeuille out and not the other six. He was the leader, man. He must have had the potential. I don't know if he was really the leader. He's the only one I have named. That that by default makes him the leader. Oh, is that how the world works? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Kind of. If history only remembers you. Yeah, exactly. Like... Do you remember what? the name of the fifth Beatle? I know a lot of people do, but do you remember the name of the original drummer of the Beatles? The fifth Beatle? There was five. Well, not the fifth Beatle. Well, the original member of the Beatles. See, the history the forgets him, so he doesn't matter. His name's Pete Best. No, I just but... don't fucking care for the Beatles. <laughs> well, he apparently well, wasn't the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Pete Best. I know you're listening. So after many unsuccessful attempts, King Louis XV would send professional wolf hunter for the French military, Deneval, and his eight highly trained bloodhounds to replace Dumel. These bloodhounds were supposedly used for actual wolf hunting. This guy could have handled the emus. On April 10th, 1765, they flushed out a massive creature and its female mate, but were unable to inflict any damage to the beast. Was it you? (laughs) Ah, you got a judge! That was so fucking stupid. And moving on. (laughs) April 22nd, 1765, a boy was attacked but saved as his family had ran off the creature, which had accompanied by another smaller creature. The next day, a large female wolf was killed and found to have remains of... You can tell he's, like, pissed right now. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm really upset. You guys are stupid. (laughs) I love you, Matt. There he goes again. There it is. There he goes again. again. (laughs) Let's go toss him in the bathtub. You can fucking nuke a continent and be like... Fight, fight, fight. Kiss, kiss, kiss. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, a large female wolf was killed and found to have, have remains of clothing in its stomach. It's like that scene in Jaws where they cut up the shark and it's just a fucking license plate. So the next day after that, a large wolf was seen near a pasture by two brothers. They shot at it, hitting it in the right shoulder, but that was not enough to bring it down, so it escaped. A few days later, a creature was flushed out from a Batu and was seen to have been limping on its right side from what looked to be a wound on its right shoulder. Deneval sent six of his bloodhounds after it, which four returned, while the other two were seen the next day running after what could only be described as a large wolf. Yet, the dogs returned and the beast evaded death again. This thing's so damn persistent. Near the end of June 1765, Deneval had had enough, almost believing that the beast was too elusive even to go as far as to say it was downright invincible. Deneval gave up. With the attacks continuing, he too would become replaced by King Louis XV and by the king's personal gun bearer, Francois Antoine, from Paris. Francois brought 18 professional hunters and four of the best hunting dogs in all of France and would conduct actual investigations, presumably to separate fact from fiction. Francois would find tracks at his first deathly scene that would seem to match the tracks found at his second. Therefore, he believed it was one animal, a large wolf, 
committing these tragedies. Later, he would discover smaller tracks that seemed to belong to a smaller wolf that traveled with the aforementioned. He began setting wolf traps throughout the surrounding forest. These traps captured many wolves, but none expected to be Labette. I'm saying this guy had like on his like hunting career, this guy had like thousands of wolves, like apparently to his name. I think you're so right. So he was a very like accomplished, yeah, top tier man. Oh yeah, like he knew what the fuck he was doing. He was the green beret of wolf hunting. Yeah, it's, he was he really, was the Rambo of he was wolf the hunters. Rambo of wolf hunting. <laughs> yeah, it really seemed that uh, that's how they made him look. Yeah. Yeah. So on September 20th, 1765. Francois and his men would have come across a large wolf, a smaller but still big female wolf, and some cubs. He would go on to kill the large gray wolf, which weighed 60 kilograms and was 1.7 meters in length, from tip of the nose to tip of the tail. Can I get a, an American? I think it's about like 100 and, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds and about 5 feet 10 inches. It's a big ass wolf, man. <laughs> wolf, man. Wolfman. Uh, oh, you mean Wolf Comma Man? No. Yes. It even both. had a Either. bullet wound in the right shoulder. Later named the Wolf of Chaz, the wolf was apparently abnormally large and would be to blame for the attacks, according to Mr. Antoine. After feeling successful in completing his task, Francois returned to Paris and received his large reward, which, to the best of my abilities, Seems to be uh, around the equivalent to $150,000. And that's a lot of grand slams from Denny's. Ooh. Actually, I'm more of a Waffle House guy. I was going to say, I could almost buy a whole Waffle House for that, probably. You buy like 12 Waffle Houses at least. God, these people are so fucking lucky. I know. I'm at, I'm at, I'm at. <laughs> that's if my, you, that's if you had the money, if you, if you had the power, if, let, mm-hmm. let's say all the stars align for you, Matt. Oh, God, Cthulhu's coming. Um,. <laughs> And you could have a Waffle House, like, attached Next door? to your house. Like, Ooh. a tap part of your house that oh. you can walk over, and you own it, and get free Waffle House. And I, no, no, you don't have to walk over. They will walk and bring your Waffle House to you. I'm just going to say yes. I don't care what your question is. I'm going to say no, yes. I, there's no, there's no alternative. Just would you do that if you could? Yeah. Now You're, you're if, like, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, if I had that money, but, like, that's where all my money was going to go, no. I would not do that. I didn't say all your money. I know. But if I just, I don't know had some sort of really nice income and could pay for that and still make money to do whatever the hell else I wanted, you bet your goddamn ass I'd have a Waffle House connected to my home. Hell yeah. Josh is nodding his head, so I'd assume he agrees as well. Yeah. I, he I'd he say could go for some it. Waffle House yeah, right I, now. I mean, I never see a Waffle House that isn't blurry as fuck, but yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's so weird that they're all like that. Yeah, That's true. So all the windows yeah. are always fogged up. Yeah, Someone wrote, come on in. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. super weird. So the wolf was then stuffed and sent to the king the royal court of Versailles, to be exact. Francois, however, did not believe his job was done and stayed behind to hunt the deceased beast's female partner and cubs. Succeeding, Antoine killed an equally-sized female wolf and almost equally-sized cubs. The cub was even allegedly found to possess genetic abnormalities, such as a double set of dew claws, which is basically what kind of looks like the thumb on the foot of a canine. Yeah. Um, a canid's foot. The corpse of the slain beast was exhibited in the king's court and was eventually transported to the Paris Museum of Natural History where it stayed until the early 1900s where it was either lost or had mysteriously disappeared. Maybe, you know, aliens came back and picked it picked it up. Attacks had stopped around mid-1765 after the death of the Wolf of Chaz, but unfortunately for the residents of 
Jevodon. <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a drink. You, you caught us. me off guard. You owe us one. Go ahead. Thank you. The attacks began again in December. No! <laughs> that that seemed really genuine. I, I thank you. Starting with livestock and then proceeding to children yet again. Not my chickens! A piece coming from an 1898 Parisian Illustrated Review notes that once the attack started its last and final wave, the beast seemed to have acted differently. At least, behaving differently. It's now not afraid of cattle or any livestock for that matter. It's just like it's changed its whole demeanor. It's learned. It's adapted. It's evolved. So the celebration was, of course, presumptuous. The attacks and deaths continued for another year and a half. No help from the king or the rest of France for that matter. It's possible that these uh, quote-unquote new attacks were considered quote-unquote old news as newspapers didn't even have the enthusiasm to report them like they did before. Or the king wanted to appear that he had eradicated the problem but chose to ignore it, which is not uncommon. Also, wolf attacks in general were on the rise and King Louis was spreading his army thin trying to respond and take care of them all. And then when... Jean! Asked for help, he replied that he did not have the resources. So I can't help you. Y'all got figured out on your own. <laughs> Sitting there with his little <laughs> cup of dipping dots. Yeah, best of luck. I already fixed the problem. You made the problem again. <laughs> I already fixed it. So what do, you, what do you want from me? Who do I look like? Yeah, I think I'm a king or something. Oh, and he just walks out, walks court. to the back door, gets in his little basket, <laughs> gets in his hot air balloon, and he's gone. <laughs> So, now June 18th, 1767, a local hunter, Jean Chastel, gathered other local hunters and hunting dogs, since they had no help from the government, and set off to find the beast themselves. And they did. Chastel shot and killed the beast on the slopes of a mountain, and explained that the only reason he was successful in gifting the creature's demise was to the fact that his bullet was composed of silver. And these were... Bullets that were like made from like melted down coins that had the image of the uh, Virgin Mary on them too, which made them super fucking interesting. Um, I read that a reason why some of the dragoons and hunters, excuse me, hunters before um, had difficulty killing the beast, not because their bullets weren't silver, but because the rifles they had were pretty inaccurate. And uh, Chastel here, as well as I think Antoine, had um, uh, some weapon with the ammo like a Shatterscot. Know, covered a much wider range. Sure. And therefore, they were actually to you know, like take nearly, down the beast. Nearly shotgun, more or less, as opposed to really super inaccurate, like flintlock or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, this whole silver thing, though, um, I can't find, I can't find that uh, in any part of the story when it first happened amongst his years. This is something I find that seems almost to be attributed um, later to the stories. Okay. Uh, I can't find it. I'm not going to say it's not out there, but with my research, I was unable to dig it up. But of course, with the the silver aspect being there, obviously the, that lends uh, a little thought to possible werewolf. Ooh, man! I wish werewolves were real. God, I man. wish I could be a werewolf. I really do. I wish I, I wish I was rich enough to shoot things with silver bullets. Right? Like right. fuck, man! Just flinging precious metal around, man. The price of silver's like. 20-something dollars an ounce? Come on. Fuck, I don't know. So people also claimed that they saw Chastel uh, say a prayer right before he took the shot. Some say that he blessed his weapon for, before the hunt. Yeah, some, uh, like some reports say that he was 
calm enough while the beast was like approaching him to finish his prayer before he took a shot. This just sounds like a French Van Helsing. It does. Yeah. Right? Sounds like he, you know, took the shot and then fuck, I don't know, threw his hands in the air, dropped the gun like a mic, walked around, walked back, explosion behind him, didn't even flinch. Didn't Praise the Lord. What a fucking man. Praise the Jesus. <laughs> Um, I mean, he was a Catholic man after all. Yeah, most most of so, France still is, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, so a prayer, you know, it wouldn't be... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So description of what Chastel killed are not entirely clear. Now, there is an autopsy that was performed on the creature by the king's notary, but it was lost and only discovered back in 1958. And the autopsy suggests that if the creature was a wolf... It was incredibly unique and strange as it possessed 36 teeth, which is six fewer than a wolf. It had very thick front legs and even larger front feet, while the back end and tail looked to be your normal wolf. It also had a huge head with black and white bands of fur along the body. It had a scar under its left eye and a scar on its right back leg. Its eyes were red with an odd membrane that moved from the outer corner of the eye to the inner corner. It was measured to be 5 feet and 11 inches long and weighed 117 pounds. Some scientists agree that it was a wolf-dog hybrid. And wolf-dog hybrids can get pretty large. They can. They can. But after Chastel killed this thing, the attacks almost seemingly stopped. They they really um, died off. Yeah, and I mean, the... the description that they were given does account for a lot of the beast sightings especially like the red eyes because people talked about it having like like glistening like burning looking eyes yeah demonic hellhound fucking hellhound and they talked about it being like that also had like a really terrible like rotting smell which probably attributed to all the fucking meat and <laughs> people that it's killed it's, over heart, the years. it's heart necklace it was wearing right yeah it was like a but, predator, basically, but like totally oh, real. But like a dog. What? Dog Wait, man. Predator's not a di- oh, goddamn, Brady, you ruined that movie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck, which one did I watch? Pre- predator dog. <laughs> Air Bud Predator. <laughs> That's a movie. There you go. That's I'd watch that. a movie. The most da- Air Bud Air, plays Air the Bud most dangerous game. So, yeah, basically, that is the story of what happened in Jevaldon. For three years, the people, the residents there, were terrorized by some sort of wolf-dog hybrid, large wolf, something, maybe a pack, maybe just one. Um, And it seemed that it was finally taken care of. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, by Jostel or Shostel, but by a lot of people. I mean, they really did help the community one way or another. Group effort. Yeah, I would say a group effort. Everybody lended a hand. About 30,000. They tried. (laughs) They tried. They tried. But now I will move on to some of the possible theories of what this thing could have been. Can I just say, I think it's really amazing that there are, I guess, records of this that lasted, you know, that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seems like we actually have a pretty good account of at least some of the stories and everything. Yeah, yeah like we, that we shows how, like, significant of a thing this was, too, sure. especially oh, yeah. to the area. Yeah, I mean... I, I knew of the story, but basically just like, oh, yeah, I guess some somebody in France saw a big dog. But I, it, it didn't really excite me too much. I'm more of the, the the weird cryptid, you know, like Mothman, like some bipedal, almost insect-human hybrid with gigantic wings. I'm like, that's what I like. A dog, I see that every day. But this is a story that I, I really appreciate just literally for the entire story. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it all, I mean, if you kind of, I, mean, well, I shouldn't say all actuality, but I mean, 
in some regards, this could technically be considered a cryptid tale, too. Yeah. Because you don't know exactly. what it was. I mean, that's all it is. A cryptid is just some sort of animal that is undiscovered. Yep. Um, but no, I, I would say it definitely is a cryptid. Yeah. Um, even though we might have a really good idea on what it possibly could be. Actually, I think it was a UFO. Ah. You thought it was like a reptilian? An I, no, an unidentified furry organism. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Is that what you were working on the whole time over there? <laughs> could you see the gear spinning and the I steam could. coming out? He's like, I, I got could. it. I got oh, it. Hold on, I got to let it vent out a little bit. So some of these theories that I came across, um, some are fairly plausible. Others, I think, kind of stretch it a little bit, but we'll get into them. So the first one, which I find a little odd, is that it was a serial killer. I have heard this one quite a bit. Yes. Uh, either someone that is dressed up like a wolf, or someone, preferably a, a man, as they say, uh, with a trained wolf that he used to actually kill his victims. One so of those then, is a lot cooler than the other. Then, yeah, some that believe this theory believe that uh, it was Chantel that had done this and then killed his trained wolf at the end to hide up any crimes, to give himself nobility, fame, and, sh- and such like that. Yeah, and that's kind of the basis that the uh, movie Brotherhood of the Wolf kind of goes with. Oh, really? Yeah. It, uh, well, and, um, you know, if it wasn't him, uh, one of the other theories is talking about, like, if it was somebody wearing, like, a fur uh, coat or, like, just, a, like, a wolf skin. Sure. Um, they attributed it to, I forget what kind of hide they used, but because people were like, okay, well, if it was a, a person, then how are people's bullets not affecting it? Um, I know back in the day they used to use, um, I forget, it was, it was like one of the, um, like one of the like big wild hogs over there. Mm-hmm. They used their hides for like the, like horses and stuff. And I guess their hides were thick enough that like bullets that especially back in the day couldn't penetrate through. Oh. So a lot of people were like, uh, kind of saying like maybe he, they were wearing one of those hides and that's why when he would get shot and it didn't affect him. Yeah. So, Brady, which one's cooler to you? The guy that dressed up like a wolf or the guy that trained a wolf to kill and then ultimately killed the wolf to hide what he has done? Oh, I think the second one sounds a lot cooler. Oh, it does. Like, <laughs> it just, I would love to see, like, that's just basically that idea as a movie. That's quite the. Uh, I have some skepticism of that possible explanation, though, oh, because fuck yeah. that seems like quite an elaborate plan. You know what I mean? And it seems uh-huh. like that's a lot of work. That's a lot of people to kill, man. Because if the, if the final body count was 117 people, like, you don't get any off days doing that. You know, you don't, you don't get to sit back around 117 people. Like, you have to think how many times did he fail then, too? How many times did, like, you know, the, the, the stars not Well, and a lot there? of people attribute it to it being a serial killer because I guess at some of the crime scenes, there were clothes found to be, like, freshly folded. From like the victims, yeah, maybe the which people are like, well, I've never seen laundry. an animal do that. Maybe they're doing laundry. Maybe they're doing mm-hmm. laundry, mm-hmm. folding their socks. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Chast- uh, yeah. Excuse me, Chantel. Not only was he like the personal gun bearer for the king, but I mean, he was mostly just your kind of like farmer type of guy, just a normal townsfolk. He was no, he was nobody that was like you know really too special, high up. I mean, uh-huh. if he would have done this, I guess he'd almost be like the last person you'd expect. Which is should be the first person you expect. Ooh, ooh. ooh. You know what? You're yes. like Horatio in CSI Miami. You smart. Who? You smart. Who? Oh my fucking god. <laughs> I'm really fucking trying. <laughs> Please save us. <laughs> so there's actually a, a a fun piece of literature that goes with this. Chastel was also a werewolf in Patricia Briggs' novel Hunting Ground. 
In this, he is both the beast of Jean and Jean Chastel. The werewolf known as Jean Chastel after being threatened by Americ. Now, do either of you know what Americ is? M-A-R-R-O-K? Like priest or something? Or? No, it's actually of um, Arthurian origin, like King Arthur. Yes. And it's the name you would give someone, uh, primarily a knight, who was thought to have been a werewolf. That's why I said a knight. That was possibly a werewolf, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Oh, shit. So I, being, I heard it. After being threatened by Merrick, uh, he stops hunting humans openly and takes credit for the death of the beast just like we basically talked about if he was the actual serial killer in this uh, instance. And then Chastel continues to hunt humans, specifically women and children, but uh, excuse me, but is more subtle about it. You know, and that's all that matters, right? <clears throat> Who wants to be up in your face? Like, it's not classy. If you're a serial killing wolf man, yeah. it's it's not classy to go around and just be like, hey guys, look, I'm killing another person. I was like, yeah, we get it, okay? It's, yeah. it's, oh it's no, kinda, here I go. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit. You know, you gotta make it subtle. You gotta, that's, oh, I'm that's sorry. culture, you know? That, that's like, you know what? It's good enough. There you go. Don't moan. Give me this, give me this. You know, you had it till the end there. Oh, well, well, I tried. That's right. Some also thought um, it was created, hoax or not, by the Jesuit religious order to persecute Protestants. Damn Jesuits! <laughs> Some believe that the beast of Jalalal has really such keep doing this? yeah has such a grip <laughs> on society far. and power amongst people that it was the clergy that was responsible because this is an idea, or excuse me, because there is this idea that the clergy was very opportunistic about the whole situation. They took these deaths and leveraged them to instill the fear of God into people. There you go. So now this subject has just become divine. It's unmatched. I mean, what what do you do when someone tells you, oh, yeah, well, God's mad at us, especially France, for losing the Seven-Year War? What do you expect? Here's <laughs> a you, bunch of fucking wolves. No, what do you expect? I mean, God's always mad at France. I was going to say, I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's how they, you know, what, that's what they blamed a lot of issues on. They're just like, well, oh, well, exactly, God's especially, mad especially, you, especially you don't have, like, any kind of explanation. Yeah, You're like, oh, I guess God's pissed. That's exactly the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, a lot of people believed it. Next theory. Maybe it was an escaped juvenile lion. I thought you were going to say Jesuit again. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, isn't this basically what Brotherhood of the uh, of Wolf had? It was like a lion Spoiler. with like it kind armor of was, on it? Yeah. Or, well, the guy that, so, not to <laughs> yeah. give... Oh, no, it's invincible. <laughs> well, not to give spoilers. Oh, no, it's a Zoid. <laughs> well, not to give spoilers, but, uh, well, I guess Jesus. I am going to give spoilers, but... Oh, no! Oh, no, don't listen to that. It's my phone. People, turn your Spotify off. Okay, put it back on. <laughs> but there's... Uh, it, they kind of follow the whole, you know, guy, uh, the killer with the wolf beast. Yeah. But he's the one that had put armor on it and all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. I think it was kind of like a line because you can't really like 100% tell all the time, but it does very much. I would, like I haven't seen it, but I would almost assume they would probably exaggerate some features on it. Oh, maybe. yeah. Oh, maybe? God. Yeah. Just to give it that real, like, you know, beast look. Oh, you know, yeah. What people think of what the beast could be, they probably look at that. Sounds like a fucking apex predator, dude. Sounds like putting like a Kevlar on a bear. Shit. The, the perfect creature. The perfect the animal. Perfect the perfect specimen. animal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a juvenile the, lion doesn't have a mane. No. So it, <laughs> Could you imagine not having a mane? Uh, uh, no, I actually, know. I couldn't. No. So no, there were, um, you know, going back to the hyenas too, yeah. there was like a pamphlet. I guess there was like a menagerie. Um, that was nearby that had a pamphlet that actually 
stated having, I think it was like the African striped hyena. Ah, well, which I don't have does it. locate them in that area at that time too. I don't have the word African in there, but since you brought it up, I will go ahead and uh, talk about it. There were reports of a creature killed during the same year in France, and it was identified as a striped hyena. Now, even though striped hyenas are not native to France, just like Josh had said, um, it was probably a menagerie that was around. Um, it's unclear if this has any relation to Chastel and the beast that he killed, uh, but we're unsure. But we do know of an instance where there was a hyena killed at that time, and the skin of that hyena was actually on display in Paris until 1819, seemingly confirming that a striped hyena may have been around that same area and same time. But back to what I was saying about the juvenile lion, doesn't have a mane, so it looks a little more wolfish. You know, it does have what can be thought of as like a streak down its back, so it can, you know, allegedly be almost like what people saw. Perhaps uh, a yeah, that's the striped hyena. I'm sure. I'm, I mean, that's the spike the, hair that the one oh, uh, the one hunter mentioned that he saw that seemed to go down the entire back. Well, and then it also has the the hind legs too that they talk about as well. But see, there's another thing about that when people tried to describe things and like, oh, yeah, it had short ears. Oh, yeah, it had like a short face. I don't, I wonder what that person's idea of short technically is. Yeah. I mean, like that hyena, for example, I mean, other hyenas too I've seen. I mean, they seem to have relatively, I would think, big ears. Well, and also you got to think for too, instance, like, these are coming from survivors. Then, you know, they're... Adrenaline's pumping. Yeah, adrenaline, or at least um, witnesses. Yeah, adrenaline's pumping and they're reacting off like memories from fear so you know things are going to be exaggerated sure. or just not a hundred percent so this is going to bring me to basically the ending theory of what i think it could be and what i personally believe it was and let me just say anybody out there that's wanting the werewolf theory will not be getting it tonight sadly that is the least supported theory amongst any that surround this story so we will not be including it the only evidence that supports it in any way are the silver bullets that Chastel had, but those were added many, many, many years later into the whole concept of this, apparently. So, I think the most likely answer is that it was a large wolf, pack of wolves, or perhaps a wolf-dog you hybrid. You fucking idiot. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> How could you? It was the hot air balloon all along. Yeah, where, where, where was that theory? Why weren't you deep diving that? That's why I led him to do it. I mean, he found out it was from the French brothers in in, in France. Wow. All right. So <laughs> a lot of evidence almost points to a wolf-dog hybrid theory, even so. What if it was a wolf hyena? Oh, shit. What if it was? I don't know. I wasn't there about 350 years ago. I had no idea. What if it was a wolf hyena with Kevlar? <laughs> what is wrong with you? So, Jean-Laurent did have a wolf problem. And with hundreds of wolves in France that had been hunted and killed, dozens of them were actually being tossed up as candidates for the beast, resulting in their near extinction during this time. But why would a wolf or a wolf-dog hybrid be attacking humans and so relentlessly? Well, people have thought about that uh, and considered that possibly the wolf had rabies. Yeah. But there are flaws with that. A single animal, we'll go with a single animal for this, for this if it had rabies, especially, say, during the first incident in 1764. There's no way it would have lived another three years. Plus, none of the victims, primarily survivors, ever had anything to deal with rabies. There were never any reports about it, 
No one ever talked about it. Yeah. So rabies is just like that. And we have window. to account too. There are his, uh, the history shows that like during I forget which year it was, but like one of the winters ended up being really bad. So it shows yes, that sir. whatever animal this was, it had to be able to survive harsh winters because they talked about there being blizzards and I love, very strong straight line straight line winds and all that. I love when you do this because you always seem to do it right before my paragraph where I talk about it. Good timing. Which is ironic because I don't read your outlines at all. No, you don't. But uh, due to habituation, these large animals could have moved into areas of human population because perhaps their common food source was affected. You know, when we had, you know, civilizations migrating and industrialization uh, going on, these animals were probably, most likely, I would say, driven from their homes. Um, the food chain became disrupted. It might have even killed humans because, just like Josh said, especially during the colder months, so it could be anywhere from October to even March, I would say, of next year, uh, food was scarce. Yeah. You know, wolves, they had competition with each other. I mean, if the food chain was disrupted... The, the wolves had no idea what the fuck was going on, and they're going to go after humans. I mean, if that's the only food source they can really get their hands on, then they have competition with themselves. But yeah, uh, there was actually, there's, have you ever heard of the Little Ice Age, either of you? Like the movie with Sid the Sloth? No, the oh. Little Ice Age. Is that like a different version of the Little Mermaid? No, it's historical temperatures. Oh. Uh, so the Little Ice Age, let me just pull this quick up here. It's a period of cooling that occurred after the medieval warm period. And although it was not a true ice age, the term was introduced into scientific literature by Francois E. Mathé. I don't know that's how he says his name, but I'm going with it. In 1939, it had been conventionally defined as a period extending from the 16th to the 19th century, but some experts prefer an alternative time span from about 1300 to about 1850. Because the NASA Earth Observatory notes that there are three particularly cold intervals, one beginning in about 1650, another one about 1770, and the last in 1850. So, I mean, if you have a drop in like a global temperature, it was mainly affecting, um, excuse me, the northern hemisphere. And um, it affected like Europe, North Atlantic regions, uh, alpine glaciers advanced far below their previous and present limits, obliterating farms, churches, and villages in Switzerland, France, and elsewhere. So if you got all this going on and possibly a depletion of food sources for these wolves, I can clearly see them going, dude, we need to find something. And what better yet than, you know, these bipedal creatures that are still here. Yeah. I mean... That's I I I think that is what I am going to go with if yeah. I have to choose a theory for this. Well, I mean, you also see often uh, animal animal attacks in areas where like people are starting to like take over more and more territories too. So you know, you're kind of taking their home. Exactly. Now, I didn't have any animal talk. Uh, excuse me, animal attacks from this animal, but there was construction around where I live before I moved here. And my neighbors were talking to me about, oh yeah. So what's probably going to happen is. Um, very often, you're going to smell skunks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, why is that? She tells me about the construction and says that they disturbed a whole bunch of skunk homes. I guess I don't know what other term to use. Den. And I, I guess. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, a whole so, skunk subdivision. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, of course, they dispersed and went everywhere else they could. And she was right. I mean, I would see them. I would smell them. I could hear them, even though I would just hear something and not know what it was. But, yeah, she was right. The skunks moved because... Us humans were, of course, fucking with their land. 
Yep. Well, we do but best. I mean, that's I mean, that's just life, unfortunately, right now. Um, any of you think it could be a thylacine? Just gonna throw that out there. You know what that was? Obviously, it is one of those that you're talking about. I mean, the first actual thylacine report was in 17, I think, like 92. Um, yeah. But that was the official report. God knows how long before they were there. I oh, mean, dozens. They fit, <laughs> they fit the bill. They got the black stripes. The last one, I think, was caught on footage hey. in like 1933. Unfortunately, they're extinct. Hey, Matt, so what, we thought. Matt, Matt, what the hell is a thylacine? Really? Yeah, actually, I have no idea. You've probably seen a thylacine picture. Oh, yeah, I've seen a photo yeah. of that before. Yeah, the last one that was that is in 1933. Yeah, in Tasmania. And I highly doubt extinct. it. That thing is not that big. Well, I mean, technically, the wolves weren't supposed to be this big either. Wolves so, can I mean, get I, pretty large, though. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm saying to them, it was an abnormally large wolf. I mean, why couldn't if it was say a thylacine? Why couldn't the thylacine seem like an abnormally large? Because a thylacine wouldn't be native to that region. No, but. I mean, hyenas aren't native to that region. I agree. I don't think it's likely but a hyena was either. A yeah, I know. Well, more so that it had to live in the wild for three years is why yeah. I don't think it's a hyena because it's like if it's if it's an African black striped hyena like you're saying, then it wouldn't be acclimated to those cold temperatures. I mean, yeah. So I I'd assume it had to be some kind of wolf. And of course, I think God it's knows easy to what believe. was acclimated when it was that little ice age. I don't think it'd be prepared for like. I don't think it would be snowing really. I don't know. Maybe it may. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert on any of that. I have no idea. I mean, I had no idea about. I don't Josh know what region of Africa it's landed from. So the straight line winds and blizzards. I had. I had never heard any of that either. I just know it was chilly. I guess <laughs> it was a little, 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 little cold. A little, little burr. Little, you know, little yeah. nipply. Tad bit nipply up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought I'd throw a thylacine in there. I thought to myself, I was like, I don't think so, but I know it had the same. The, the markings are what thought when they they said kind of black stripes. I'm like, I know this thing is like striped stripe, like a zebra, but I'm like. Why couldn't it be? And then I saw that the first official report was in like 1792. And I'm like, ah, it could be 20, 30 years earlier. I don't know. I don't know. It's there. But I still think it was either a wolf or wolf dog hybrid. So the earliest statements that claim the identification of the creature were, were difficult, um, was difficult, excuse me, and probably the most credible, as the fear mongering and sensationalized reports from the media hadn't fully taken over yet. So these statements also described a seemingly higher intelligence in the creature gen than just your average wolf. For instance, the hunting tactics displayed by the beast were a little unusual when compared to a wolf. You know, uh, that creature would almost in some sort of method, uh, methodical way would attack from behind specifically for the throat where a wolf likes to stalk their prey for days. You know, this thing isn't ever really seen to stalk. It just comes running out of the pasture, just, I don't know, ready to feast. Know, yeah, how would you say. know it was stalking you until it was too late? If it was, if it was good at its job, you wouldn't notice. It would seem that the beast might have had a blend of hunting techniques, techniques that uh, could be acquired if such a beast was in fact a hybrid. Wild dogs are much more opportunistic than wolves and like to play with their victims, which might describe why the heads of some victims were found decapitated and so far away from their corpse. Would you say the beast has a certain set of skills? (laughs) (laughs) Now that is a Liam Neeson movie I would watch. It's a good movie. Well, that movie, yes. But if he did one like this, yeah, I realize whether that's he what you was meant, like two seconds whether, after I said whether it. he was the wolf or not, that'd be a fun ass movie. Why not both? Wouldn't that be a psychological thriller? He was both the wolf and the hunter, like Chastel. Yeah, but like he's literally the wolf too. Yeah, well, that's Chastel. Yeah, 
Chastel was a werewolf, but like the werewolf white. was yeah. the beast. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. He's Liam. hunting himself. It's like it's like some sort of memento, like memento kind of thing. Yeah, like Liam Neeson. Realize. When you listen to this podcast, email us. <laughs> and if anyone out there knows Liam, send him our way. Yeah, is, it, have, the, is it the wolf if, that like you know people thought that you actually fought at the end of the gray, but you actually just uh, you decided what? to team up with it? Okay, yeah. kill people. The, the only yeah. the only other alternative I would accept uh-huh. in the case of talking about this movie, yeah, is if they redid Fight Club. But they replaced out Brad Pitt with a wolf to play Tyler Durden because that would be almost what we're talking about. You know what? If there was a Kickstarter for that. I would fund it. Just digitally change out any scene with Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden. A horribly a wolf. CGI wolf. Like terribly CGI. <laughs> yeah. Almost like just a fucking sticker. Like yeah, yeah. Like 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 some kind of like really shitty JPEG that's like been screenshotted. Like early, times. yeah, like real pixelated. Oh, yeah, like early two thousand sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Now sorry, I just. And they would oh, have God. they would have that, that aesthetic, man. <laughs> and then it would almost have like that horrible Ooh. looking English dub over it. Like the wolf obviously yeah, couldn't yeah, make. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good. It's Ooh, good. It's good. Ooh. Write this down. Write you're, this down. You're talking about like that that style. You ever seen the Langoliers? I hate oh, the my. monsters in the Langoliers. Yeah, the uh, shiny like silver balls yeah, with yeah, mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that style. Of, like, and then of course the very animation. end, the, they eat all the land, and the airplane just flies into I don't know some like, random dimension. Like what the fuck's going to go on? What's going to happen? So wolves and dogs have a third eyelid-like feature that travels from the inner corner of the eye to the outer corner called a nictitating membrane. No, not a lactating membrane. Not a titty brain, whatever the fuck you guys are thinking of. Because literally, <laughs> as I'm saying the word and I get halfway through, I look up and I can see both your eyes just go, huh? So I'm, I'm just looking at I'm, you. I just I'm, didn't. You, no. said a real, you said a word that I would never, like if we weren't doing this podcast, oh, I yeah. know you would never say that word. I know I would never say that word, to be fair. So I was just kind of mystified in the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I could mystify yeah, you. I was like, what? <laughs> but this membrane is just a kind of transparent yes. kind of white membrane that just literally blocks out dust. You know, blocks out any debris that it can. Simple as that. Yeah. But that membrane was basically unknown at the time. So when they're like, oh, yeah, this thing had a weird membrane on its side. No, that's just how it's always oh, been yeah. there. And Thing wolves was and insane in the membrane. Wolves and dogs. God, wolves and dogs. <laughs> they share that. As for the red eye color, color that you uh, said, Josh, some people believe it could have been just a brownish color. And due to the lighting, maybe the twilight hours, it kind of looked like red. Maybe it's super high. It, you know, I thought that too. I thought that too. Cypress Hill and it had the, the membrane. It had the yeah. munchies, and that's why it was attacking people. Okay, we figured it out. We've been the farthest reaches. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> and to conclude this story, since we still don't technically know what it is, but we really we may have never know. Actually, we theories. probably will never fully know. No, no. But we do have strong theories. Um, there are you can still find tombstones that say "quote unquote" victim of the beast and several monuments commemorating the bravery of the people who fought back, such as Jean Chastel. I would love to visit really, some of these headstones. I really, really cool. would, too. I yeah. think that'd be really cool to see. Of course, it's not cool to die by a giant dog, but it would be cool to see. Now, to conclude this, I'm uh, not sure how long this little segment will be, but I'm curious of what you guys think. Because um, I heard someone else talking about it, and I was kind of making my own connections of it, but... There seems to be this weird thing, especially cryptids. Um, they they play this like almost subconscious societal hysteria like mentality amongst humans, 
Because a lot of times when there is a cryptid sighting, um, it's almost like this paranormal hive mind amongst humans. They usually, uh, due to some cultural impact, you know, it's stress-induced, like um, during the Cold War. You know, uh, after Roswell incident, typically, the U.S. saw its pinnacle of extraterrestrial and UFO sightings. Sure. Okay? And then you have, like, the Owlman, who, um, in the British Isles, after a massive heat wave in 76, was seen. And then, you know, never... I don't want to say technically never seen again, because of course there's someone out there that goes, "Oh my gosh, so the old man, look, look, look at that but picture," the, but nothing the in it. Of, yeah, yeah. of events or whatever. The Loch Ness, events, yeah. yeah, the Loch Ness monster, for example. You know, it was spotted after the release of the original King Kong, which in the original King Kong there is a dinosaur, I would assume, that looks like Nessie of Loch Ness. It's, I mean, it's even swimming in water. You know, but then it's after that this thing is found. People freak out. What's going on? You have the Papa Bawa, which is a one-eyed cat. Excuse one-eyed, me. One horn flying purple people <laughs> <Yeah>. eater. <laughs> a one-eyed bat creature, which has sightings that surprisingly rise and fall along with the Zanzibar election cycle. How are they connected? Well, it's not. It's just that people see it when the election's going on because it's almost like a stressful time for the community there. And then when things die down, no one pays attention to Papa Bawa. <laughs> I say it so just. With the, you say with confidence, yeah. Yeah, Papa Bawa. Papa Bawa. And You're then, like, I mean, if you want to take another step further, we got Mothman and Silver Bridge almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is do you, what, I don't know, do you think there's some sort of link to that? Go ahead, Brady, and just say, well, cryptids are fake, so I mean, what do you want from me? <laughs> well, cryptids are fake, so what do you want from me? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, there you go. I never exactly really thought about that until I heard someone you know, kind of genuinely speak about it. But it does not necessarily uh, raise a red flag, sure. but it does, it does make me think. Because, yeah, a lot of these things are can, spotted when, what? Oh, I was just saying, can I take a shot in the dark here? I mean, yeah, have at it. ACDC sure. shot in the dark. Do yeah. it. Um, My guess would be, if there is any connection between stressful events in the world or in a society or even locally to you or whatever it may be, maybe part of it is, so, like, yeah, I'm not a, neurobiologist or anything like that so you know obviously i know right yeah take everything that i say with a grain of salt but that being said i the the little bit of understanding about these sort of things i do have i know you have that region in your brain or that part of your brain called the amygdala and that's like what induces your fight or flight response and like creates anxieties and all that sort of thing i I think that's it i think that's where that hormone secreted if i'm wrong i'm wrong and just Send us an email and say, Brady, you're really stupid. Actually, just do that anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder, though, since if you are in a stressful time and you do have that fight or flight response kind of kicking in, that really instinctual part of your brain, if it makes you, I guess, more tense and more like likely to to misinterpret something as threatening let's say you know yeah, what i mean sure. Cause usually these things are threatening it these cryptids are threatening not not all of them but like most of the time in, in some way yeah i mean kind of yeah. like what josh mentioned earlier when he was like you know these people especially when they were say attacked you know yeah. they're it's fear induced you know they got yeah, their adrenaline going yeah. and they can't quite recall what's going on i mean maybe some of these situations um i mean you know say i'm sure when Roswell happened. People were, of course, you know, same with um, or or Orwell's. Oh, oh God, God damn it, Orson Welles. Orson Welles, you mean? Orson Welles. Yes, thank you. The the radio broadcast. Yeah. I mean, people freaked the fuck out, which could possibly induce, you know, what you're saying, even what you're saying. Yeah. Who knows? And uh, yeah, people just, I don't know. They talk, you know. It just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and it just becomes this. Well, because everybody's on thing. edge, and then everybody and starts TikTok. telling the same yeah. stories, and there probably is some sort of connection to it. 
Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's safe to say, actually, yeah. I mean, not necessarily that the cryptids, I guess, not real. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I would probably say it's not real, but I don't know. I'm not a cryptozoologist. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, what are your thoughts, boss? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I mean, what you uh, everything you mentioned is actually really interesting. I've never really thought about it either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it highly possible. I mean, you know, people see shit all the time and want to contribute it to being something else. Yeah, so, I, to I quote, uh, in other words, to quote uh, Joe Rogan, it's entirely possible. Yeah, it's I, entirely um, possible. <laughs> I never really even gave it a second thought about like King Kong and Loch Ness monster. Just gonna say that too. I'm like, oh wow, no shit. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there have there were reports of like the monk seeing the giant beast in the loch beforehand, but I mean, there was no like like actual like evidence sightings. Yeah. Until yeah. So you're wrong and you're stupid basically, and you should just go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope we do get an email on the subject. Just says Matt, and I open it up, and then you know it just says stupid. I can I can say we can make that happen, Josh. He's gonna do that right now. (laughs) I see those thumbs just fluttering over there. Matt, stupid. Stupid. Sincerely, (laughs) sincerely not stupid. Sincerely, (laughs) big brain. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, my take on the beast of dollars one for the road. And honestly, if you think about this compared to a lot of our episodes, this is an episode of shit that actually happened. Wait, are you saying stuff in our other stories didn't happen? Possibly. My entire happen. life's a lie. <laughs> Possibly. Are, are you happen. even this my real act- dad? <laughs> Damn, this uh, I didn't want to tell you this close to the holidays, but you're adopted. <laughs> and See, welcome really to Maury. All right. <laughs> so that'd be really weird, especially since you're younger than me. <laughs> I mean, do you really know? Yeah. Do you really know? Could them? be all a lie. It's all a lie. Just to make you feel better. I'm actually 12 years old. I think we need to have a talk with your fiance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, I don't like being on yeah. Maury now. <laughs> this, this is weird. Hey, you. You know what? You brought us in here. You brought us on the show. You knew what you were getting into. That's true. I did. Um, sure. Yeah. So the beast of Javadon. Javadon. It is pretty cool. That. What do you think about that, Brady? It's pretty cool. You know, it's just pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. You show up. There's a beast. It attacks people. So what shoots it? It's yeah. like it's it. You know, it's a real. It's full story, you know? It's got a loop, it's got an arc, it's got a redemption, it's got a low, it's got a high, it's got a climax. Fuck yeah, climax. You know? <laughs> yeah. And there's really, I feel like there's a moral here that'll bring us all together at the end of the day, and everybody can walk away and make their lives better, so. They Which make is don't... their lives better every day they listen to us. Exactly. When the moral <laughs> is, don't put Kevlar on a bear and don't fight a war with emus in Australia. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Good parting need... words, man. Good yeah, parting that's words. That's all I gotta say, you know? I, I'm just gonna drop the mic if well you will. Don't, don't do that i do want to say one last time if you guys um have anything to say to us if you want to keep up on updates if you know anything about the story perhaps you know you can reach us <laughs> or if you've the, seen brotherhood of the wolves let us know yeah the farthest reaches on instagram and facebook if you want to join the group like i said let's at least get to 50 members by the end of this year i'm gonna love it when i check back on december 31st and it says still 34 members. <laughs> no, 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 no. It'll say 32 members. <laughs> oh, great. You know, um, Twitter, TFR Pod Official. 
Like I said, again, the farthest reaches podcast at gmail.com. Uh, just let us know what's going on out there. And with that, we sign off. I'm Josh. I'm Brady. And that was my computer. And I'm Matt. See you, everybody. Bye. Jevodon. Jevodon. Hey, everyone. We here at the Farthest Reaches want to say thank you because you, the listeners, make all of this possible. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, or total strangers. You can find and connect with us on Facebook at the Farthest Reaches Podcast, Instagram at the Farthest Reaches, or Twitter at TFR Pod Official. There we will be posting all sorts of strange stuff and updates for upcoming episodes and whatever else we get ourselves into. If you would like to share a personal story by chance, then you can reach us at our email, the Farthest Reaches Podcast at Gmail. We would love to hear from you, and maybe we will even tell your story to the world. In the meantime, though, explore the elusive, seek the knowledge of the obscure, and together we can translate this strange language of reality into something that we can understand. With that said, thanks for tuning in.